The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, well, I'm a little upset with you right now, but that's fine. Um, yeah, whatever. Many of you still uh, telling us who you'd like to uh, sit next to. We'll, we'll certainly keep uh, circling around. Circling around and reading back. Uh, you brought my attention to an article, uh, an editorial kind of piece written by an individual who talked about uh, waking up at 5 a.m. every morning or attempting to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning. And an interesting statistic that they threw out was that the average U.S. citizen wakes up between 6 a.m. and 7.30 a.m. every morning. And their argument was, on those days in which I wake up at 5 a.m., basically I have a two-hour jump on everybody. And it made them feel good, and they had opportunities to do things that they might not have the time to do if they got up at the average time. And there was other arguments, but I wanted to ask you about it because this morning, as I was telling you when I got in, wasn't feeling well last night. Um, Carol wasn't feeling well last night. So the two of us didn't end up really getting to sleep until about five Mm -hmm. in the morning or six in the morning. Um, And then I woke up in a panic at noon. You know, our show's two hours away. It seems like everybody's been trying to get hold of me for the last four hours and none of it was critical. But you just feel this panic that sort of stays with you all day because you feel like you're behind schedule all day long. And on those days, I know you always laugh when I text you at nine in the morning and you always say, what are you doing up? Mm -hmm. Like it never happens, but it actually happens quite often. I just don't tell people I'm up at nine in the morning because I find that first hour or so to be glorious where I don't answer any emails. I don't answer texts, but I read them. So that I, you know, in case there's an emergency, but I don't engage with anybody for that first hour because I don't want them to know I'm awake. And I find it... People don't really care, Well, to be honest with you. No, but if you, like, if somebody texts you, you text them back, then they text you back. And so now you're engaged in a conversation and that takes from your time to... And that's funny coming, can I just say that's funny coming from you? Because if you text someone and you don't get an immediate response, you lose your mind. Exactly. You lose your mind. Agreed. I'm a hypocrite. There's no question about it. And I tend to text at, you know, 11 o'clock at night and, uh, you know, hey, well, where are you? Are mm-hmm. you in bed or whatever? Because my schedule is slightly different than, different than everybody yeah. else's, right? Or different from people who aren't comedians. But um, what do you think about that? What what time do you normally get up in the morning? And what do you do when you first get up? I, <laughs> I would love to get up. I have friends and I see them and by 7 o'clock in the morning, they've already run 10K. They've done mm-hmm. the stairs downtown. They've done whatever. It's it's amazing. And then they go all day. They go to their job and then they're out in the evening. I'm like, when do you sleep? Or relax or unwind. Right. I, I, and I guess for some people, you know, the, the early morning workout running thing is relaxing. That's their moment. That's their time. That's that's fine. Um. I get up usually um, around 7.38. Okay. Okay, 7.38. And my goal would be, and I've not done this in a very long time, my goal would be to get up, go for a walk, or go downstairs to the gym. Okay? I haven't done that in ages. All this week, I've set my alarm for 8 o'clock thinking that I'm going to do that, and I've had very bad night's sleeps bad night's sleep. Uh, and so I wake up at 7.30 when the puppies wake up and 8 o'clock and I reset my alarm till 9. So uh, all this week I haven't been up till 9 o'clock. See, it's and then in that case I get up and I make go downstairs make my bulletproof coffee. Right. 
and then go upstairs and start getting ready for work. But then your day starts, and once your day starts, it it just once rolls. my day starts, it rolls pretty much right into work. Exactly. Now today I, I was quick getting ready for work. I spent some time outside with the dogs, put away the patio furniture because there was talk about some uh, rain this afternoon. So right. I put it outside for a little bit, watered my flowers, um, and then get home. Leave here at six, get home at six thirty, and then you know try to relax. But again, because I've had bad sleeps at mm-hmm. night, I'm tired. Right. But I know if I get up in the morning and were to work out or go for a walk, I would sleep better all the way. All exactly. of those things. It's just really hard to get going. I don't know how people do it. Like they're out till eleven and are up at five. I know the argument that I mean the, Halsey's eighty whatever know, and he does, he's doing I it. I know. And the, the backbone of the argument of this uh, article was that if you force yourself to do it, you'll find instead of adding stress to your life or being mm-hmm. more tired, you'll actually be more relaxed and be more re- well rested because you'll be tired at night. So exactly, you go to and sleep. I know that. Yeah, right, you get a good night's sleep, and you start your day not feeling like you have this to-do list flying at you, but rather mm-hmm. you have two hours of your own glorious time together. And it's funny because uh, John Wing, you know John Wing, yeah. so he texted me. Uh, the other day and said, I really need to talk to you and can you call me in the morning? And I said, sure. And then in the morning I was up at nine and I thought, well, what time do you call a comedian? Because nine's pretty early. So at around 9.30 I texted him, are you awake? And he was like, I've been awake for two hours. Mm -hmm. And it was just a coincidence you brought this article to my attention because I asked him, you get up at 7.30? And keeping in mind they're an hour behind us in L.A., he's like, I get up at 6.30 and I do all my writing every morning. Yeah, that's it. If I had, I wouldn't get up first thing in the morning if I didn't have anything to do. Right. I wouldn't just get up and go downstairs and watch the news or something like that. I would get up to go do something, um, whether it's going for a walk, whether it's working out, maybe I have an appointment, something like that. Um, there are mornings that I have um, woken up early and, and worked from home, mm-hmm. and that gives me a little bit more time to do other stuff when I get to work. But in the end, that just means I still wake up and go straight to work. Right. I, I think it's worth thinking I don't about. go sit outside on the patio for an hour and but drink my coffee and, re- and read my book. I, it, well, yeah, but in my mind, it's like, okay, I know i got to start to get ready. I guess, but I think about when you go on vacation and, uh, you know, when we were on the last listener trip, mm-hmm. as you well know, Carol and I got up every morning, ordered breakfast and had coffee out on the patio or the, you know, the walkout from our, and it was glorious. Mm-hmm. It was just glorious. And I think, well, I don't have to be a Dominican to do that. I I could do that in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Like, we could get up an hour early, whip up some eggs, sit out back, have a coffee, talk. That would be glorious. It would be like every morning, but you're starting, you know, another vacation day. But yeah, you have but to have not, the discipline you, to get up. Yeah, right? discipline to get up. And then the realization that, yeah, you're not on vacation, that you're actually, you have sure. to get ready for work. And, you know, I don't know. Do I really want, you know, eggs and croissants and, and you know, a whole bunch <laughs> of coffee day. every morning? <laughs> and I'm not sure I, I want that. I, I, I'm, again, I'm amazed at people who can get by on, on little sleep. Um, the healthier I am, I have found over the years, you know, the more I've been working out and all that sort of stuff, the better I sleep, the less sleep I need, the more energy I have. See, and I know that's yeah. I know that's a fact. But I think this writer's argument is that by getting up early and, and being awake at a time when most people are not, mm-hmm. 
that you're getting a lot of uh, personal stuff done, not the least of which is some relax and unwind time and planning time for your day, mm-hmm. which will cause you then not to have as much work at night, which means your schedule will adjust so that you go to bed earlier yeah. perhaps and less stressed and you'll get a greater night's sleep, yeah. allowing you to do it again the next I, day. I don't do a whole lot of work at night. I'm on my you know, Twitter feeds and stuff like that. I'm on constantly reading, you know, you know, stuff like that. But I'm not sitting at my desk writing. I'm not doing oh, really? any of that sort of stuff. No, I, I will I will allocate time for that. If I'm not working when I'm home when I'm home, I'm with my family, I'm with my husband, I'm oh. with my dogs. When I'm if I'm not doing a comedy show, if I don't have to leave, you know, the house or the city, I do about two to three hours of work mm-hmm. every night when I get home. Mm-hmm. So, and that's how I sort of think of it in my mind, that my job here starts at two, and then, you yeah. know, my whole work experience ends really around nine at night. So I'm still doing yeah. seven hours yeah. most people. It's, it's shifted, right? Yeah. Your your work hours are, are shifted compared compared to mine. Yeah. You know, if I'm in here at 10, then I'm going through right. to six, and right. once I get home, I'm done. That's... For the most part, I'm done. If there's if there's speech writing, if there's something like that over and above, I usually would find time on a weekend to do that. I wouldn't get up in the morning and do that. I guess, you know, the conversation for me comes down to this, that if you talk to a Dr. Gantz or somebody along those lines or, uh, you know, any psychologist, and they say that you have to have time for your family or your spouse or your children, but I think you also have to have time for yourself. And I think that that's the argument here from this writer saying that time really only comes when everyone else is asleep. And so, you know, perhaps getting up at five o'clock in the morning. I don't believe that. No, I don't believe that because I can have time to myself just going into the front living room while coach is watching or out watching TV in the in the rec room or outside. I, I make that I, I you make that space for yourself, whether mm-hmm. it is you're going outside having a glass of wine, reading a book or doing it in the front living room away from everybody else. To me, that's fine. See, Carol does that all the time. And I don't if if I'm not working, I'm with somebody always whether it's watching tv or out getting groceries or having a beer with hunter or whatever like i'm always with somebody the only time that i'm alone maybe you need to start spending more time alone to enjoy it more to learn how to enjoy it maybe i i like i say i grab a little bit of that time in the morning but even then i'm in an office that i'm sharing with carol but carol does it all the time and i actually quite admire it and she'll just go up to the bedroom Mm -hmm. close the door and read a book for Mm -hmm. an hour and she says it's glorious. It is. it is. It's amazing. Yeah. Especially if there's, you know, last night there was nothing on TV. Got sucked into watching America's Got Talent. I watched a bit of that last night. And then it's like, okay, I'm out of here. Out. Done. You know, I'd rather go, you know, pick up my good book or, you know, go sit in the backyard with my dogs, throw the Frisbee to the dogs and watch that crap. Howie Mandel's starting to bug me. Howie Mandel is? Yeah. Uh, is, well, Heidi always did. <laughs> <laughs> she, serious, I, I just don't like Heidi. Um, Mel, I'm okay with. and uh, Simon. Simon, yeah, he's like a Gordon Ramsay. Like, I, I enjoy his fits. But Howie Mandel's gotten into this thing, and I don't really, you know, I sort of watch it on and off. I've got a laptop on my lap while it's on TV, so I'm working and, and hearing it in the background. But he's gotten into this habit of making what he believes to be a monumental statement every 10 minutes. You know, like, this is what this show is all about. They're all or, doing that, though. He does it more than everybody, and it's like he's looking for that one perfect sound bite. But, you know, you don't need... You don't need to tell 20 different contestants that their life is about to change or that they're the best act you've seen tonight or... I think you just have a bee in your bonnet about Howie Mandel because all of them say the same thing. Yes. 
Yes. It's not a jealousy thing. But Howie Mandel is a little odd. He is a little odd. Him and him and Heidi, I agree with you on on those two. So there's been talk over the past uh, couple of days in the weather forecast that we could see some thunderstorms this afternoon. A couple of warnings and watches are in place across the region right now. So just want to let you know about that. There's a severe thunderstorm warning in place for Rocky Mountain House, Caroline, Spruce Grove, Mournville, Mayerthorpe, Evansburg, White Court, Edson, Fox Creek and Swan Hill. So a severe thunderstorm warning in place for those locations. And the warning means that it's... Um, it's, it's about to happen or it's happening. That's right. A watch means the conditions are favorable yeah. for the event. A warning means it has already started to happen. Uh, a watch, a severe thunderstorm watch, is in place for Drayton Valley, Devon, Rimby, Pigeon Lake, Slave Lake, Westlock, Barhead, and Athabasca. So we'll keep you updated on that throughout uh, the afternoon uh, today because uh, it looks like it's just creeping in closer and closer and closer. Um, a couple of your um, texts coming in. It says, if you're going to get sucked into America's Got Talent, Tuesday rather than Wednesday is the day to do it. Really, the show should be called America's Got Drama. <laughs> Nevertheless, that Mandy Harvey is something else. That Mandy Harvey, this is the, the deaf singer. Oh, right, She's yeah. just amazing. Oh, my God, I sound like, I sound like you a do. sporty spice okay, there. Um, but she is, she's just in such a unique voice. Amazing. Who, who's the... Uh model turned host this year um tyra, tyra banks i'm not enjoying that oh either. i'm not enjoying that uh someone actually said last night on twitter please bring back nick cannon and i'm like really someone's pleading for nick cannon to come back yeah I, but i'm like that's how yeah she just so over dramatic awkward weird well especially while reading a teleprompter like, if you're going to yeah. sell drama, you kind of have to do it off the top of your head. A Canadian, two Brits, and one from wherever Heidi comes from, Germany, I believe, uh, judges for America's Got Talent. Uh, Howie Mandel is the only one you can understand. Um, read, uh, talking about getting up in the morning and finding a alone time. Uh, some people say, you know what, reading, journaling, deep breathing, mm -hmm. meditation, that sort of stuff. Another one says alone time is so important. It's calming. You really get to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Blair says, you know, there's nothing to watch on TV anymore. And, um, yeah, I, I like to wake up at 5.30 just so I can take a nap at 5.45 for an hour before I go to work. <laughs> and John says, Jaylen, a study just came out about people that sleep in the noon having better sleep. So I would completely agree with you on that one. I, I have yeah. no idea how people wear... Uh, okay, pajamas, whatever, uh, to sleep in, uh, or a nightgown, or a mm. nightshirt, or anything like that, because it just, it just gets all wrapped around you. I just don't understand it. Hmm. I'm a buck naked guy myself. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. I just, I, yeah, nope, can't do it. Turn over, and then the nightshirt is all wrapped around you, and you're like, ah! Something's strangling me around my waist. Stop it. Right? I wear a bra all day. I don't need to deal with that at night. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get those in the spanks off and pour myself into bed. Oh, nothing better than when you take the spanks off. Hey, uh, speaking of taking the spanks off. Now, what? What do, you, what do you think of this story? I heard it yesterday. I read it yesterday. Heard it. And then saw it again. People, I have no idea what he's going to say right now. Uh, Toronto, it's a Toronto Orchestra. Mm. Um, it's not the, I don't believe, mm. the Toronto, you know, Philharmonic, whatever. It's a Toronto uh, orchestra. But they recently, the head of it put out a uh, an email to the members and uh, basically told them that if they're not fit or slim, that 
yeah. that they're not going to be in the front row of the orchestra. It's, it's Sheraton the Sheraton Cadwell Orchestra. Orchestra. Yeah. And so they, when they have these boutique performances, let's say they're playing at an event or playing at a wedding or something mm-hmm. like that, when it's a smaller version of it. Right. They do weddings, corporate events, other functions, says their website. Uh, the email says, although most, although mo- almost all of our vocalists are fit and slim, <laughs> the way our boutique orchestra would like our frontline performer artist to be, uh, two of our featured singers were not. Uh, we <laughs> hope that they would, as such, refrain from <clears throat> using tight-fitting dresses and use loose, less physically <sighs> revealing, less physically accentuating dresses instead. So not saying you have to lose weight, but saying you have to... you can't, you have to cover up what your weight is. And went on to say, because he wasn't done, while our orchestra do not require our instrumental musicians to look physically fit and slim, since they are essentially background <laughs> wallpaper, Nice. <laughs> kindly be reminded that we have a different expectation from the singers that we selectively choose to feature in our live shows um, for our own purposes and our, at our own discretion. Wow. Performers who are physically fit and slim will only be showcased with its boutique orchestra. Hey, guess what? Jeez. Isn't there a saying about, you know, when the fat lady sings? Yeah. Oh. And, and I'm just saying, look at, look at any of the great, really, some of the great opera singers of our time. Sure. They're built. <laughs> Not to mention the fact okay, that... Okay, you know what? No, yes. you know, Pavarotti, you cannot be a boutique mm, singer because um, you're not svelte enough. Uh, well, he can, but he can't wear a tight dress. Um, I, I assume the head of the Sheraton Cadwell, Cadwell. Orchestra um, did not realize there was something called the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> because you just, how do you write that and not know it's going to blow back at you? That, that had viral written all over it, and that's what's I happened. certainly wouldn't put it down on paper. No. Or an email. I wouldn't even speak it out loud. Come on, people. Oh, we got to be better than this. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.